Hi, welcome to Personality Love Lab, where we interview real couples to delve deeper into the 16 personality types and love. This podcast is brought to you by the two sisters who co-founded So Synced. So Synced is the dating app that matches compatible personality types. Are you fed up with meaningless swiping and wasting time on bad dates? With So Synced, you no longer have to leave love to chance. So Synced offers a whole new approach to dating, which is totally different to anything you've ever tried before. Download SoSync for free now to find your perfect personality match and make meaningful connections. It's available in your iOS or Android app store. We're your hosts. I'm Lou, an ESFJ, also known as So Supportive. And I'm Jess, an INFP, also known as So Unique. Today on Personality Love Lab, we have Callie and Nate from California. They're both 39 and have been together for 14 years. Callie is an ENTP, also known as So Visionary, and Nate is an ENTJ, also known as So Ambitious. And this is quite an uncommon pairing, but a really, really great one, which you'll definitely be able to tell from this podcast. So to start with, how did you guys meet? So we met at university in a class that I was helping instruct. And so he was one of the students in the class um, at age 25 when we met. I was 24. You were 24. Yeah. And he was one of the, he was very handsome, of course, but he was one of the smartest. He always like raised his hand and knew answers. And so I was like, wow. And I called him, I didn't learn his name. I called him the smart kid. So I was kind of this glib instructor and he was a smart kid. And so I think it was like a couple weeks of me calling him the smart kid in this class. And then finally I was like, oh, I think he's cute. I better go talk to him after four weeks of like getting to know him through his answers in this particular class. And so I went and punched him in the hallway because I don't know how to flirt. And I was like, <laughs> I went like this, hey, smart kid. And then we talked for three hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. was kind of the, that was how we met and we talked, we skipped our next class. We both had to go to different classes and then we ended up talking for three hours. Oh, wow. Well, what did you talk about? You must have been having really good conversation. We went heavy yeah. really quickly. Yeah. What did we talk about? We both uh, did a lot of, I think, testing. Yeah. It's because true. at 25 and having, you know, experience having dated for some years and, yeah. and getting to a point where we were comfortable, at least knowing who we were and what we wanted and what yeah. we expected, there was really no beating around the bush. It was yeah. like a lot of testing and quizzing. And he he had just come out of a really bad breakup. I hadn't had a serious relationship for years since high school almost, but I didn't think he was a ENT because I kind of grew up with the Myers-Briggs. So I thought he was the typical introverted feeling type guy. So I was like, oh, he's so my speed because that's normally what I'm attracted to. But he was just very sullen because he had just had a pretty bad breakup and he wasn't really approaching. So I always say he tricked me. Like I didn't know who he was. He was just in a funk and kind of getting back into the swing of things. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah I think I reverted to that if you read what each type does in a rut i was Mm. decidedly at that stage at that time that's why it worked because i don't think i would have been if i know him i never would have been attracted to him back then if he was his gregarious out there self because i never dated that because it was too much competition for me i think everyone else in the class was probably looking at it like okay this instructor and this student obviously (laughs) have banter there's other people in the room i'm not sure if you're aware (laughs) so we kind of took the conversation uh into the hallway at that point yeah yeah and then it was just a three-hour incredible conversation we have a lot of conversation because we talk about anything and everything we're both really really open and kind of don't hide yeah we were complaining about school about the class about a certain professor we just jumped right into everything and then we found out we had a lot in common and yeah 
Was it the kind of strongest connection that you'd felt in a long, long time? Absolutely. For sure. Especially intellectually. I knew in those three hours, I'd never found a guy that was so intellectually matched for me. And so I was just like, wow, that was the best, most stimulating three hour conversation I had had in a long time, for sure. I think the nice thing about it being such an intellectual match was also just how easy and how free flowing it was. I especially have a lot of awkwardness that disconnects with humanity in general. And, you know, it could be because I'm perceiving things to not be how I want them to be, or people are not in a, in a position that I feel like they should be or the role they should be in. So I do a lot of this testing sort of conversationally and we just, we just hit it off. It just flowed. So it was easily. easy. Yeah. Easy is the word I would use to describe it. Yeah. yeah. I think for NTs in particular, that intellectual stimulation is just key for attraction, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it was hard yeah. to find, especially as a female. I mean, I know my type is more rare. And as a female, it was hard to find that because I think guys that tend to be more out there and gregarious kind of sometimes don't want my style. And so I would naturally seek introverted guys kind of, you know, the opposite, the cliche opposites attract. And, you know, and I had great relationships and and great men that I dated, but I knew long term if I stuck with them, I was just going to get so bored or I was just going to push them away because I I just get bored. And so it was just, it was so refreshing. Yeah. I think uh, without the intellectual um, attraction, none of the other their attractions even possible yeah i could say that yeah really clearly and i in in that first conversation too was a lot of all right top five albums top five oh yeah top five books top five moments in history what are your passions five your plan ten your plan what's your life plan what's your life goals what skills do you have it was a job it was a lot of jobs it was really an interview (laughs) yeah it was really an interview yeah Yeah. we're considering you for a top role you'll go ahead and list your skills please (laughs) probably more of an intuitive thing than a sensitive thing to jump in there with the bigger questions straight away if it was anybody else we would have scared anybody off but i think we're both at the same point where we're like i don't want to mess around let's just get right to it if this is going to work great we can proceed if not let's not waste anybody's time and without that, the attraction isn't even possible. For us, yeah, for me, it wasn't, for sure. I think we're getting better in 2020 to allow females to be themselves, whether they were seen as more out there or dominating or whatever the terminology. And so I think it's refreshing that I feel like new age men or different partners are more accepting of females can be this and it's okay. There's nothing more alluring. There's nothing more attractive Sweet. and exciting than just your your female intelligence and, and power Sweet, and thanks. strength and... Oh, it's the best. That's so cute. <laughs> and so I don't know if you'd count that as your first date. Yeah, um, yeah maybe so. For yeah. us, I think we skipped a lot of the... We, we proceeded, we, yeah. yeah. When there was no, it just blended. And then it was hanging out every day. Yeah. It was just like, hey, let's go skateboarding. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go swimming. It was just very easy to just do active things. And we just seamlessly mm-hmm. fit into one another's lives. So it was easy. It was really, from then on out, it was really carefree. It was carefree, but... There was just the deep level of interest. It was calling and texting. There wasn't yeah. that wait several weeks and that sort of silly dance. It was perfect timing. Yeah. One thing that we've learned from doing these podcasts is that if it's right, it's right. And it doesn't really matter about the details about like, you know, if you leave it a bit too long to text or text a bit quickly, like if it's right, it, it just happens. Just get past yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, don't waste time. You don't need to. I think yeah. you're much better at that than me, especially with being open-ended and um, waiting for the universe to present itself and open and be ready. I'm much more, this ha- needs to happen yeah. now. Here's the timeline, here's this pl- the plan, yeah. here's the schedule. But you are, you're much better at that. Yeah, I'm much more Certainly. free, yeah. spirity for sure. Judge a perceiver difference. Mm-hmm, yeah. for sure. You've sort of answered this one, but what was it that really first attracted you to each other? Humor, yeah, humor and intellect 
far and away for me because I had gotten to the point where I felt like I was wise enough and had gotten over that you need to date a guy for looks. You know, my brain was developed. I was 25 finally and I was like, I had some shallow dating years for fun. You're very cute, so that's not what I'm saying. But you were very handsome. <laughs> I, just the banter and the humor and the intellect. I just hadn't met somebody like that and the fact that he was engaging with me was shocking because normally people like that wouldn't engage with me. It would just be kind of more. Maybe especially guys at that time. Yeah, it was always more combative when I think I met plenty of uh, NT males throughout my life, but it was more combative and more like brother, sistery, pushing each other's buttons and nerves a little bit. So yeah, it was interesting. It was actually like kind of flirty banter, yeah. which was rare. Once I got a sense of how smart you were, uh, and I got to watch you speak and present. So I got to see true, yeah. your presenting That's persona true. and your style <laughs> and the way you would really just pick people out in the room and they'd give an answer and you'd give a response that would leave them thinking, I think she liked me, but I'm kind of scared, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> Did she insult me or I, did she compliment me? I either want to be your best friend or I'm scared, right? And aside from just being drafted gorgeous, all of the above. Thanks. And when did you first consider yourself a couple? We hung out together all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a couple of months in. Yeah, probably so. He was a little possessive about guys because there were still lingering guys and you had just got out of a long-term relationship so there were no girls on your outside. Yeah, despite it being so easygoing and, you know, so conflict-free, I was really tentative at the time. Yeah, so, you had been burned and he was proceeding yeah. cautiously and you wanted things on your terms. So I think that was unique for you because I was the first girl to be like, well, hey, these are my terms. I think, yeah. I think there's also part of you looking at me like, I'll let you think that. And that's true. And then when did you first discover your personality type? My dad was a social, well, his um, degrees in social work. So he did some of that stuff. So all growing up, they always talked about you know, the Myers-Briggs, even though I think my parents have mistyped so many people. And my mom mistyped me, I think, to help console herself through the teenage years. She did not want um, an open-ended child. So she just told all of us that we, we were Jays, like you were all Jays. And I finally, it was actually detrimental to me growing up because I thought, well, she forced me to like, no, this is what you are. And then I would read it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm I'm so much more open-ended. I don't finish things well. So I was kind of fighting my personality, I think, like we all do, but to have the Myers-Briggs prototype in your mind from such a young age. And then I felt like I was mistyped. But then I loved it. Like I took it with me everywhere. I went to college, roommates. I would be like, okay, sit down, let's take the test. And so the second date, you'd have known about it, right? From yeah, university so I, course. I, I had taken it in a course in university. So I think I would have been in my early 20s when I first discovered yeah. it. But then I made you yeah. take it again because I don't think you were sure or you didn't like the typing yeah i, I think i was um you're in the, don't put me in a box camp i was <laughs> i was uninterested in being boxed in in so few letters perhaps <laughs> ah, that's so i love it funny but uh, anyone who knows you knew that it was almost a nice to meet you i'd like you to take this test i'm the same <laughs> yes well it helps so much and for me i'm like i didn't know I was good at reading people. So it kind of helped me cope with awkwardness of social situations. So it was like, here, let me type you so I can navigate this better. Cause I felt awkward myself now that I can own my social awkwardness. I was like, oh, that was my coping mechanism. <laughs> it's not uncommon for someone to take the test and to be wildly wrong because maybe their answers are based on roles that they feel obliged to be living in or aspirations yeah. that they haven't yet Rather, fulfilled. Yeah. But the good thing about you, especially with your open-ended personality is that you, you really help people hone in on what their letters are. That's nice. So, yeah. I try. It's an interesting experience, I guess, because I feel like most people's experience in Myers-Briggs is they take the test, they read the description, 
And they're like, wow, this is so me. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting that you had this quite unique experience of having a different personality type being kind of put on you. Yeah, just because my mom, yeah, I don't know what her yeah. fear was. Have, having been mistyped your entire life, only yeah. to discover who you really were, who you knew you were your entire life, yeah. and to properly type yourself maybe in your late teens or your early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. yeah. And it was so helpful to be like, oh, this is something I can work with now instead of fight against it. So you're being told you're one thing, so you're fighting like this doesn't feel natural. I'm trying to fight to be this thing. I was fighting against that. And then I realized, oh, you know what? I'm much more open-ended. I can't be this drill sergeant person. So it was super helpful to finally get to know myself for sure. In that context, there was nothing more sort of scary than a daughter who was strong, powerful, independent, open-ended. That was, you know, probably- For for an ESTJ mother, yes. Yes, yeah. (laughs) That explains, yeah. So for a mom that's an ESTJ, I just drove her nuts. Yeah, probably the most routine orientated personality type that you could get. And then have you typed your children? Yeah, I think we have NTs all across the board with some variables. So I think that genetic dominated, would you say that gene? I'd say ENTJ, ENT. He's you, ENTJ. as well, ENTP. And, and my daughter's me. And then our youngest is disabled. So our, our youngest little eight-year-old girl, so she's disabled. So she, she's just happy-go-lucky. But with her particular syndrome, they're, they're oftentimes very quiet and are slow to speak and late to learn how to speak verbally. But she caught on so fast. So we joke around the extrovert gene even dominated a genetic syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so lots of NTs. You must have some very dynamic conversation. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. It's a fiery house for sure. There's all, a lot going on. <laughs> all extroversion, lots of talking over. It, having something like a talking stick would just be completely futile. <laughs> because everybody has much to say at all times. Everybody's highly competitive. So anything from a simple game to a simple race is, is not simple yeah. uh, whatsoever because we're highly competitive and highly ex- extroverted. So it's never boring. It's never boring. I think we do a lot of, uh, we've at least learned that everybody needs their personal time and personal space to decompress because is when everybody engages, it's yeah. just constant competition, but in a positive way, because they don't see us as combative with each other. I think negatively, everybody's just yeah. driven to whatever goals and plans they have. Ideals. Yeah. Yeah. And has knowing your personality type impacted your relationship with each other? Yeah, yeah. it's super helpful. Yeah. I think it helps. We each have to take turns. I think sometimes we have to turn more to our F to our sensory. And I think we each have to navigate that because we are so similar in certain ways. We do have to take turns looking out for one another instead of both of us just being in our own lane. And so it's helped me so much to say, okay, I do need to remember to tell them nice things. Yeah, I think it's it's been a really great framework. Otherwise, we might sort of just live parallel individual lives, that sort of thing, because we're both highly independent. But yeah, I think also learning certain things that are unique to each of us. I'm a linguist, so I do enjoy words and I do enjoy, you know. I struggle with words. I am a great writer, but I struggle with words. I struggle with expressing myself. You know, some things come more awkwardly. And so you've been kind and not judging me for my lack of well-spoken English for sure. (laughs) But you've been very good to point out that's a that's a terrific phrase. You've really turned a nice phrase but let's do things. Cool words let's let's keep it moving. (laughs) Quality time and action and that sort of stuff. That's true. And then what kind of things do you guys talk about? Oh what don't we talk about? (laughs) Um, So we own a business together too. We started a business eight years ago and we own and run a business so it's just our whole lives are kind of intermingled so from the kids to the business and we have such a similar sense of humor so we find the same media things funny the same shows for the most part we just were such similar people 
I think it's yeah, yeah we talk about everything I, I think it's a bit difficult to envision people getting along so well which have such different interests in terms of movies in terms of music oh, in terms of yeah. you know history and philosophy and that sort of thing we're really well aligned on that stuff so it's terrible maybe a lot of the time we're just listening and we're self-serving our, we're, self, we're a thousand percent self-serving <laughs> our egos for sure <laughs> but we get to spend a lot of time together we get to work together and we have really thick skin so we're at least able to say no don't send that email you need yeah, to change this. complimentary yeah. styles nobody's going to go away feeling hurt and then not express it for a few days you hurt my feelings when you said don't write this you know yeah. we're both really interested in each other's feedback and that sort of thing we're lucky we get to work together and get along but i mean yeah it's just a lot of talking 24 7. it's a lot i think yeah nts do tend to handle criticism a lot better than other types kind of more see it as just a logical thing to to do and receive yeah, yeah. I, th I think we see maybe breakdowns as as logical or technical failures much more so than anything you know personal yeah and i'm super self-deprecating i think that's one thing ntps do i'll call it out of myself when somebody says and i'm like oh absolutely <laughs> like you're probably right and i think you are similar but i think those that are closest to you, I think you do have a little bit more of a sensitive skin for those because he loves so hard. And so I think you do take a little bit more, which I think is a misnomer for a lot of NT males. The people that are close to them, you love and give so hard. It's so outside of the typical what you would read. And so I think sometimes it can be a little much for those that you love. If they say hurtful things, I think there's a little bit harder to bounce just because you give so much. Yeah, I, I think to an extent, I think, especially with the kids, but anyone who's close, it's like you've gotten past so many tests that you don't know I was putting you through. You're in my inner circle and I'm loyal to the death. To the death. So loyal. Uh, so true. But you've been really good at identifying those sort of things. And I think that's the benefit of being so open-ended, yeah. you know, that you are. As you see, you see possibilities and you're motivated by possibilities. Yeah. So a lot of what we talk about are plans and we could go there. We could go to this place. We could visit this yeah. place. We do that. And you're very, very motivated by plans. And that perhaps confused me a bit at first. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I was so concrete. So if she would say, you know, we should go to Mexico like next week, I'd be like, all right, well, we can plan that. And this, we're going to move some things around. <laughs> and then that, that thought is gone within 10 minutes. And it yeah. confused me at first because I realized that you arrive at where you want to be through speaking to it and planning and engaging mm -hmm. in the possibilities. That's exciting for it's, me. Yeah, it's motivating to you. It's not concrete yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny what you're saying about NT males and NTs in general, really. I was thinking about them today and they're not necessarily the warmest at first but they are genuinely some of the kindest and most generous people thank you for saying that that's nice um, <laughs> no but yeah, we do no. we get a bad rap i think it's and especially i think females you know sometimes too oh you're so tough i think a lot of people in my family were confused and they think i'm just very mean because when i'm debating they just think i go home and i i have voodoo dolls where i poke needles in all of them and i'm just they mean. think you're manipulating conniving and these sort of things and if only they understood she doesn't have to plan these sort of things ahead of time she's just thinking and and being yeah, but, and freewheeling and, and yeah. essentially improvising as she goes and don't take anything personal that she's but saying. i'm the nicest person because yeah. i forget i'm i'm also very forgetful like if you said a mean thing i'm like what oh no we're fine we can move on i don't remember it's it's good so yeah. Yeah, you are, you're the easiest person to love. It's oh, that's really awesome. just so, so, so easy to love. And how do you guys deal with conflict? I think we're quite direct, really. Yeah. yeah. Did we get there? Always that way. I think we're always direct. That was a lesson I had to learn. I like to poke the bear. It's fun. It's stimulating. But he drew the hard line within the first year. I would say marriage. You let me get away with it more in the relationship pre-marriage. Mm -hmm. But once we were married, he said, you can't do this. And I'm 
come on, you know, and you're like, uh-uh, we're not going to do this. And so you were pretty clear and it kind of shook me at first, but man, I am so grateful. I'm super grateful he shut it down because there's plenty of people in the world that I can debate with. And I realized there's already so much going on at home. You should be my fun person and my intellectual stimulation. You shouldn't be my poke the bear person. Because you're so good at debating. You're so good at formulating solid, solid yeah, yeah. and logical <laughs> arguments. And, and there's a, you know, a lot of good yeah. places for that in the world. But I think my perspective was, let's just be a superpower together and then mm. debate everyone else. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. that be fun? Yeah. You know, and I think that created a really, a really good sort of safe space. I'm glad. Yeah, conflict. super direct yeah. the first year, which was yeah. nice. I yeah. resented you for a little bit, but, it, but it, in the end, it was much more beneficial. I still tend to get into a rut and kind of get it in my own mind. Yeah. And if, if I'm... You know, failing to meet my own personal goals or expectations, you're quite good at pulling me out of it. You're really, really good at being very direct, especially when you can tell things are going awry or someone's getting quiet, someone's pulling away, you know, or, or dealing with something. And then what do you like most about each other's personality? Um, your intelligence and your humor, yeah. far and away. And then Ditto. those are, are essentially the gateway to everything yeah. else because you're incredibly gorgeous, incredibly attractive. And the ENTP female power is just... This, to me, there's nothing more attractive on the planet. I could just observe and just watch girls like you run the world and just love to see a world ran by ENTP females. But I think you're- That would be bad yeah. news, guys. And then without, <laughs> no, but I think without your sense of humor as well. Because we yeah. talked about, you know, intelligence a lot, but the sense of humor is just so huge. I, laugh, I, couldn't, yeah. I, I couldn't be around someone who I didn't find funny. It just, yeah. life wouldn't have any purpose. You were funny from yeah. jump. I love your loyalty. He's just so loyal and so calming and so stable that it's given me a safe place to emotionally unload when I need to and given me the tools to even learn how to do that, I would say, you know, for the first time in any relationship. You're just so comforting. You're just so dynamic. He has so many different layers and I love to see who he is with everybody in our lives. Best dad, best husband. I mean, my female friends are just like, what did you do? And I'm like, I know, I don't deserve this, but he's the best, like flowers on the weekly, constant barrage of texts and love. And he's so good with the kids and like worships the kids. He's the best. I got super lucky for sure. Oh, yeah. It's so sweet. I love hearing all this. It's just really nice to hear. <laughs> just marry a similar person and you'll be fine. Yeah. Slightly different question. But is there anything that you would change about each other's personalities? I would say he's very hard on himself. I just wish he wasn't so hard on himself. You know, it's hard to see your partner who's an amazing person who thrives in so many things be so hard on themselves. And so sometimes, yeah, I just want him to know, don't you know how great you are and loved you are and how amazing you are and be proud of yourself, you know, when stuff doesn't work out. So I think that would be my only thing is just for him to know how we all feel about him from the kids to me and to sometimes take that in during the harder moments for sure. And that's a challenge because that doesn't occur naturally to me at all. So I yeah. really, I appreciate that. Yeah. And for you, I think maybe a lot of it is based on having been so mistyped for so long and really coming into- Change my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming into the full array of everything that you are. Yeah. For so long, I just looked at you and I thought there's so much happening here. You have so, so, so much potential. You're just phenomenal. And you really could just fly. You don't need me. You don't need anyone or anything. You just fly. And I think just continuing to embrace how phenomenal you are and being, I don't know, maybe less self-effacing about it at times, yeah. you know, and just fully embracing this is who I am and, you know, why, why hide it or shy away from it. And, I, and you really are. And maybe that's why I didn't think about it first, because especially in these last few years, I'm just watching you fly. 
I like it. I'm a slow maturity. Yeah. <laughs> it takes well into my almost 40s to make that happen. Yeah. I view things more as sort of conditions put you in a position of where you are in terms of roles. Like I'm always thinking, well, you're only this way because you're not in a role that's suited for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I wouldn't want to change a personality, but I would want to improve a condition or a situation. And I think if people were in a situation where they could flourish, then there'd be less emphasis on I need to fundamentally change something about your personality, much more change the situation that you're in. So your personality, whatever it is, can flourish in its place. That's CEO talk. I like it. <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, I thought that's nonsense. That's probably not what we want to hear for this sort of chat. And then what challenges have you faced as a couple? What have we not faced? First, we it, got married yeah. in 2007. Seven. Bought a house, had a job, recession hit lost our house, lost jobs, had to move, moved around a ton, quite a few employment bounces trying to settle in after the recession. Our first child was born premature. Our oldest son starting a business was crazy. Um, our youngest daughter, when she was born, it was clear she was disabled and there was a genetic syndrome on top of already having a full house. Our kids are pretty close together. We're, we're lucky that our kids are so phenomenal and we really enjoy yeah. the time we get to spend with them. Our oldest is on the spectrum, so he has autism. Our next experience is OCD, yeah. which I relate somewhat to as well. Yeah. Our daughter is like a nine-year-old, 30-year-old. She's just a powerhouse. She's phenomenal in yeah. every way. And then our youngest is very severely disabled and has had 43 surgeries yeah. in her eight years of life. Okay. So I think I, our, our challenges have been, you know, you, you name it yeah. and we've, we've touched on that challenge. I think, so, yeah, so I think, in, you know, for what it is and we thrive in challenges. So it's kept me kind of grounded as a mother. I don't think I would have naturally been as grounded as a parent, but to have all these unique circumstances that keep me satisfied from my personality, it's been pretty grounding and I wouldn't change it. It's hard, but I like for me and who I am, I always say I have exactly the kids I should have as an NT female. It keeps me super present as opposed to watching some of my other friends with different types because I naturally hang out with all SFs or NFs and watching them kind of be more intuitive, mother have that kind of nature. I'm like, oh, so I got the kids I needed for sure to help me as a mom. But from right away, we had some pretty significant challenges in certain aspects. And so we just, it was either going to, we either going to cling together or it was, we were going to break up, right? You go through this stuff and you just see from having disabled kids to job losses. These are all the quintessential life partners break up. And so mm. we just became just instant glue. Like we have to do this together. We will not survive any of this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is quite, quite a lot of challenges. More, more than most people, I think. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is it us or is it <laughs> probably us? Yeah. And it's allowed us to, and I, I say the word role, but I think it's really the wrong word a better word would be situation. You know, I think we've just tried to keep each of our kids the way we would with ourselves or what you would hope for for anybody, whether it's at work or in your personal life, to improve your situation or to be in a situation where you have the freedom to breathe and to feel safe and to feel comfortable. So we've had to take each of our kids in, you know, in a very unique way and help them understand here's the situation which hopefully will bring out the best in you and, yeah. you know, when you have kids, I think we also looked at each other and realized, okay, we have these kids, they're phenomenal, we're crazy about them, we would do anything for them. Let's just give them the best possible go that, that they could have. And final question, what are you most looking forward to in your future together? If there's something that we wanted to do, in a sense, we've kind of done it. We're, yeah, we're the, so we're, we're, this is, yeah. that's also a problem. If we want to do something, we try and make it happen within whatever means we can. So we're not good at like holding out for certain holidays or certain future dates. If we want to do something, 
I'm much more spontaneous, but you're happy to go along with it and have your own ideas as well. So we, we are instant gratification. So I think for good and bad in our relationship, sometimes if we want it, we get it, we do it. <laughs> Especially at this stage in life, we're looking back going, if there, yeah, if there's something we wanted to do, we did it. And I think neither of us are motivated by, oh, we'll be happy if and when this happens. Or if we go on that trip five years from now, it's going to be so great. That yeah. doesn't motivate us at all. Um, if there's something we want, we've kind of done it. And also, yeah. We're very present, but we're present people. That's yeah. why we, we live in the here and the now. I like possibilities, but I'm very much present. And then neither <laughs> of us are as motivated by having some sort of lofty um, surprise gift that we want to get at the end of the year. If there's something we want, we'll just get it for ourselves. Correct. So there's really not pressure, you know, to surprise me with that one great thing that I want. If you, if you want it, you'll come home with it. So things like anniversary oh, and no. birthdays and that, those sort of traditional things we really are kind of meaningless. We do, yeah, we did, we did better for the kids to, we know enough to know that we should give the kids some sense of ceremony for their stuff. Yeah. But for us, we're very yeah. anti-ceremonial. We'd rather buy some cool thing or do some cool thing on a random Wednesday than have to hold out for it for your birthday in six yeah. months. And so maybe some of those traditional sort of what used to, or what could or what used to be considered romance are not necessarily in our in our wheelhouse. Well, and having a disabled child too, we don't have the luxury of saying, oh, when we're empty nesters, I look forward to when we retire. And so we just know we'll always have a plus one with us and so it just it's so nice because it keeps us grounded it keeps us celebrating now doing fun things now not waiting for when we do this or when we have this because we've just i think it's our nature yeah. but then we've also learned through our youngest that just be present celebrate the here and now that's it and if you don't if you don't get to it it might not happen exactly because i think we realize that yeah. you know there's a finite number of days that you have in your lives That's and our, our daughter's particular life has helped us realize that this will not last much longer yeah so enjoy enjoy mm -hmm. and be present while you take can. the trip now do yeah. the things now yeah. have the fun yeah. find that trip do it in a week do it in two weeks or in a month but mm -hmm. don't put it out for several years and i think we've wanted to have our help our kids understand as well they don't owe us anything at all. Nobody chose to be born and nobody chose to be born the way they are. We chose to make people, so we made some humans, and because we made you humans, we are your people forever. We are here for you, we're here to give to you, we're here to support you, help put you in great situations, but at no point are they obligated in any way to give or return anything to us. And we have wonderful kids and they shower us with cards and you know gifts and they're just so phenomenal. But if they want to, that's their choice, but you know we're here to provide a good situation for them. And... Yeah. We'll see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on Personality Love Lab. I have just really enjoyed hearing about your relationship and it just sounds like it works really, really well. We hope you keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah, this is awesome. I, think you've got I would have killed yeah. for this app, even though yeah. I probably would have picked the wrong person. Thank you for listening to Personality Love Lab. We hope you enjoyed hearing this love story about personality type compatibility. And don't forget to click subscribe. And if you're looking for your own love story, head over to your app store now and download SoSynced, the dating app that matches compatible personality types. It's free and you can find people who are looking to connect on a deeper level.